welcome to Hunt for the Tempest Stone, the Dungeons and Dragons podcast for the immature adult listener. This podcast includes heavy adult themes, fantasy violence, and explicit language. Listener discretion be advised. Hi, I'm Brittany. I play Natari Moondancer. I am a goblin barbarian, Path of the Grotesque. I'm Jordan. I play Copian. Um, Copian is a uh, rogue, Kenku, and he makes potions and stuff. I'm Tim, and I play Varis Vesili Fenior, uh, half wood elf, uh, ranger, um, subclass, uh, Drake Warden, which means we have a little buddy, and her name is Vraska, little snowy owl Drake. And my name is Christina. I play Alora. Uh, she is a half-elf blood hunter uh, who's committed to the Order of the Profane Soul. And I'm clearly disappointed in all of you. Last we left off, uh, one of the first things you did, or um, Copian went and talked to the town drunk, Kobe Kobe Bryanston. <laughs> Sorry. Names gave me the giggles. Um, and Vasily went and talked to one of the hunters who had like five different accents because, once again, Jeffrey can't do accents. Um, then everybody went to talk to the butcher. And it was incredibly offensive. It was terrible. Oh no, the offensive started with, with Vasily. Um, that poor, poor butcher. And then. Gleaning a little bit that like, okay, holy shit, it probably really wasn't the butcher that the drunk saw. But did the drunk actually see anything? They decided not to follow up with that at all and go to the mayor's house. Um, they talked to the mayor and discussed like, hey, here's our plan. Here's what we're going to do. Mayor said, thumbs up. So as of right now, the sun is setting as everybody's setting up in the mayor's house. Copian is in Jory's bed. Jory is in his parents' room with Vraska and his parents. And everybody else is in the guest room. And we are waiting to see what happens. And I think the plan is for Copian to actually get kidnapped. Go ahead, Copian. Um, before we actually fully bed down. Nah, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm tracking, I'm tracking. Cool. All right, so... That's where everybody's at right now. Um, you guys know that the the suggested timeline for the kidnappings is later into the night. So now that everybody's set, um, Copian and Natari, I believe you wanted to have a conversation. And I'm, I'm assuming, Natari, you're just going to go into Jory's room. So you guys are... You think you're alone now. All right, go ahead, guys. So, listen. Yes? Are you actually in bed right now? Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty sure Copian, he's got the covers pulled up to his little bird chin, and he's just slaying there, like, as snug as a bug in a rug. Okay. So, Nat's just going to rip the covers <laughs> down oh, to his feet. Whoa, whoa, whoa. At least take me to dinner first. She takes the rope out. <laughs> this is not going great. Wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. She wait, takes wait. the rope out. <coughs> she cuts 
How how big are you? How much what? How much do you weigh? I mean, it'd probably be like a foot, <laughs> maybe two foot, like in circumference. If that's what All you're right. trying to. Um, I cut a five foot section off, so I've got forty five feet left. Um, I tie a harness to to him underneath. I tie a harness for him. It's like. Put it on under your jacket. Um, it? It's a harness tied out of my rope of mending. Make a, a sleight of hand or survival. Your choice, because both involve knots. Can I make it at advantage since I had a uh, knot tying with Jacques on the boat? Yes. Oh, I sent you oh, voice acting oh, 101. I, I don't mind that. I don't like that it's slanted, Thanks, but buddy, you buddy. said, what, sleight of hand or... Or survival. Uh, that'll be a 21. Okay. Um, so, I tie you a harness, I hand it to you, like, shoulder, like, looped over the shoulders, put it on underneath your jacket. I know you're really thinking about how Swiss seats are tied, and you're generally tied them on the body. No, no, I'm trying to figure out what kind of harness we're talking about, but I think I get it kind of like a like a dog harness, so it goes around my shoulders, and kind of more like a vest, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, all right. it's, it's got a tail enough to where it'll come out of your, out, just my legs. slightly. Okay. I'll say <laughs> it'll come slightly out from underneath your jacket, so if you're tying it under your legs, it's fine. How many pockets do you have in your jacket? I have many pockets, but not as many as I would like. Okay, so I take, I start taking the rope and I start cutting it into one foot segments. So he'll have 45 segments of rope. One pocket? <laughs> I got one pocket. <laughs> Yeah, ten pockets. Okay. I, I literally pulled a D twelve. I was like, I'll give him up to twelve pockets. I rolled a two, and then a three, and then a one. I'm like, he needs more pockets. <laughs> He's got a fever. Yeah. And there's a prescription. It's more more pockets. pockets. Okay. So you have I'll start shoving pocket them on my pockets. You have forty five segments of rope. Forty four. Because I'm gonna hold on to one. Because if you, what from what I understand is plane shifting, if I hold on to one on this realm, wherever you go, you'll come back to me. Oh, that almost seems like you're worried about me. And, like, you actually see a tear start rolling down, like, the side of her cheek. And, like, she'll, she scratches, you know, the side of her face on her shoulder to kind of hide it. Yes. I'm worried about you, but can we please not talk about my transition anymore? I didn't mean to hurt you that night. I just, I didn't realize, and I'm sorry. Do you, do you think that I'm bothered by that? It's not you being bothered, it's me. It bothers me because I I don't like turning into a monster. I just lose control sometimes, and I, I can't help it. I, I don't think anything's a monster. And but you, you, made especially. It, you made it seem that way with the footprint. 
No, no. My, what I was saying is that we can't judge anyone by their outward appearances. Can you just... Can, can you yes. just please do a... You, you, can, you can talk a storm, but can you just talk... Can you can you just can you just talk a straight line sometimes? Cause it it made me feel really bad that you that it it made me feel like you called me a monster. You are absolutely not a monster. In fact, I understand now that that connotation may have come across that way, and I apologize. However, it's as I said. My only thing is, we don't know anything about this monster other than children are missing and it is assumed that it's the Bagaboo. What if the Bagaboo is saving these children from some unknown illness? I don't know. I, I, I can see where you're getting at. For the record. I am trying to we, be a better person. Or better bird person. Don't worry. I'll, I'm helping with that. Um... But we need to come up with some sort of word now that will mend the rope that you drop. So what's a word that you're not going to say, but I will remember? Uh, how about cranberry? Do you have that pen? Copium pulls a pen out of one of his mini pockets. Now, I want to ask you a question about the quills that Copian carries. Okay. Does he make them himself? Oh, Copian definitely has a Copian feather quill. Okay, that's what I was getting at. Are all of his quills Copian feather quills? No. Interesting. Do you want a harpy feather quill? Oh, damn, I should have taken it. <laughs> oh, I have a bunch of them. You know what? He doesn't know that? You don't know that this conversation is happening? And uh, we'll get into what purpose of the Copian Feather Quill is at a later date. I don't think that's applicable right now. So, at this, you know, I, I would assume you're not carrying your backpack on you or anything. So, Nat is going to hand you a day's worth of rations in the event that we can't get to you in time as well. And... After that, she writes cranberry on her arm to the point to where she's kind of like digging in. Not, not so hard. Listen, if you... Here, take this. And Copian will pull out, pull his, uh, his Herlock Sholmes hat off. Yeah, his Herlock Sholmes hat, yes. And pluck one feather and tuck it in the hat. And put it on Nat's head. But then he pulls out a different hat to put on. This. What, what, what's the new hat? Uh, this new hat is going to be a uh, uh, what do you call it? Like a nap cap, like a like a oh like, like a, a toboggan a sleeping cap, like a night cap. Yeah, a night cap, like 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 uh, like like Scrooge wear. Mm. Oh, a knit cap. Yes, knit cap, like a toboggan. Oh. Like a beanie. Flat, yeah, like a flat cap. Yeah, like a beanie. Yeah, a whatever. Fuck ever. A toboggan's a sled. And I'll die on this fucking hill. No, the difference between a beanie and a toboggan is that one folds too, that one is too large for your head, and the other one fits perfectly. No, the difference between a beanie and a toboggan is one's a hat, 
One's a slut. I'm sorry. I forgot we were in fucking Canada. Words have meanings. Uh, all right. So. <laughs> Unless you're dyslexic. Yes. What weapons does Kobe normally carry? Daggers. You mean like prior to now? Like, yeah, in general. Like, like on during the adventure, what does Kobe carry? Oh, he's got his bone dagger and his Craven pistol. That's all he carries? You don't have backup daggers? Well, in my bag, I got, I have things. I have the, the, uh, the netherlight um, sickle. That's in your bag? Yeah, well, I'm not using it right now. I can't have it all. Well, I want a bed in the kid's bed. Well, yeah. Okay, so right now. Yes. Okay. I thought you were saying, like, on the adventures, you just have your extra weapons in your backpack. No, no, no. I was like, that <laughs> doesn't seem like a smart move. No, nah, if you see Copian on the, on the, on the regular... His vest has got like fucking shoulder harnesses for all of his daggers okay. and shit. Okay. <laughs> like, right. Okay. So you're you're keeping your gat and your bone dagger. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. Nah, you imagine Doc Holiday. If Doc Holiday had daggers, that's Copian. You know what? I've been trying hard not to like Copian. Fuck, it's, it's kind of hard right now, this exact moment, because I love Doc Holiday. All right. Um, sorry. Before, be, before Nat walks out of the room, she actually is going to tuck Copian in, like extra, extra covers up toward the head where they're like little bunch. I thought you were like you gonna get Copian's this little like, Copian's like Copian's like cover me up. I got a beak. <laughs> you gonna give him a little babushka? What the fuck is that? It's on forehead. No. No. <laughs> no. It's where you... Yeah. It's like old Polish woman would wear... Oh! Like, they would wear that, but oh, like yeah. growing up, my mom would always give us like blanket babushka. She'd pull up the blankets really high, and she'd tuck it's, in all around the face, so all you saw was like this little... Yeah, girl. like, um, like, uh, oh, Little Red Riding Hood. <laughs> I can't do yeah. that. He has a beak. Well, yeah, no, like you Little would Red just, Riding like, Hood. The eyes, and he could just do this. Yeah, it, 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 that's basically what the wolf did in Little Red Riding Hood. Was yeah. It gave itself a little babushka to hide its snout. Uh, yeah. I would mean, really like life. it if not did that. Yo, tongue me in however you think is going to best serve the purpose of our adventure. The babushka will be fine. Yeah. I don't really want to do that, though. But I wanted to, like, want. bunch it up at the top, like, have a little bundle, like, that high where it was pushed and then from there I would tuck you in and I just rest a hand on where I last saw your shoulder. I will see you again. If it's the last thing I do. Copian and tries I to tuck nod. <laughs> tries to nod. <laughs> I, I tuck the rope in my vest, like right right near my heart. Oh. So, I do want to point out before we continue any further that um, if any of our listeners have ever read Tolkien, they're like, Jesus, this is the most Tolkien-esque podcast of all time. We have the smallest details on everything. I love it. We're not going to stop. I don't care. It's great. Mm -hmm. You going to Betty Bye? We 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 you going to Betty Bye? Go, 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 Are you taking a nap right here? Go, 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 so, the hour has gotten late. You can see 
through the window in the guest room, and coping, you can see through the window in Jory's room that the moon is beginning to rise, and it's a waning crescent moon tonight. I didn't understand any of that. Just say that loud. I barely when understood the that. Moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie. That's more. Well, it's not a full moon tonight, so it's close to a full moon. Hey, I didn't say full moon. So I we'll see if Cody is a werewolf or not. When, yeah. When the moon hits her eye. <laughs> when the moon hits her eye like a waning crescent in the sky, that's the mode. <laughs> Alright. So. The three of you are just hanging out in the guest room. <laughs> so you're having a rave. Alora <laughs> <laughs> is in her head. Alora's <laughs> oh. <laughs> in the bed just like... I imagine like... Alora's <laughs> brain is split... 50-50, but it's not, it's just like constant swap between a rave mm-hmm. and, and desolation. Yeah, I was going to say, I was thinking about this not too long ago, probably last week, honestly. Uh, you know how we discussed like, oh, music that Alora would listen to? I have the perfect album. Aside from Drew's Sandstorm, which Alora would definitely listen to. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say that that's playing in my head constantly. No, the album Embers by Breaking Benjamin. That whole album, start to finish. I I I haven't done it yet, but I'm going to make the. This is what I think, Alora. I'm going to make the emo Alora playlist. What I think is the emo Alora playlist. I'll make you an emo Alora playlist. That's me. That's my character. Well, I'm saying like what I think, <laughs> and then we can compare notes. Are we gonna talk about what kind of car uh, Alora drives to? If she doesn't have Evanescence on there, oh yeah, oh, no, she does. Then Alora doesn't drive a car. She has a Vespa. Actually, she's got a fucking motorcycle. I, love <laughs> I was like, excuse you, she doesn't have a car. Not just any motorcycle, it's a drag bike. No, it, no, no, no. She's got one of those little no, crash rockets. No, it would be a Vespa, you know why? Alora's fucking poor, bitches. She can't afford a goddamn motorcycle. I might be the richest person right. in this group right now. All right, okay, okay, all right, Tim, all right, Tim. <laughs> and then she got a little sidecar for Roscoe. Oh, that would be something I would do. Copian, make a perception check. Oh. You have a dual side car whenever what is the fuck this you're after midnight? Hashes, if it does. You know what? You know what? All right, here's what we're gonna do. What'd you say? I assume it was after midnight. <sighs> I used to have this mechanic when I first started playing D and D. My my very first party came up with it, and I'm trying to remember it now. It was a specific dice roll to tell the time of day. The D12. No. <laughs> Two D12s. A D twenty and a D four. No, I don't remember what it was. It was it was forty six. No, it was a two dice thing. Was it like a percentage die? No, I'll never remember it. Roll me a percentage check, and we'll see if it's after midnight. Because I know why you're asking this question. <laughs> because if it's after midnight, you no longer have disadvantage on everything you do. I got seventy seven. Yo, and it's a double. That's hey. that's all right. All right, I will defer to Delta Green rules. Just for this specific role. Seven is a lucky number, too. You hear, as you're laying there, the town crier. Ding, ding. 
Ding ding, 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 ding ding. Ding ding. It is after midnight, as you heard the twelfth. Ding ding. Yes. Sorry. I didn't know a town crier was the fucking <laughs> clock tower. Well, there's no the clock tower. Why the fuck? Did it I start so new? Did the cough prevent him from doing the last ding ding? Um, hold on, because when I'm working and I'm like doing stuff, I'm like, oh, I'm about to cough. I stop because like, because you know, I'm gonna cover my fucking mouth because I'm not an animal. But if he's in the middle of town and no one's around there's no reason to cover your um cough. it is a hunting town people are up at all hours he's gonna cover his cautious oh my, it's not suspicious <laughs> i just i gave the exact Don't reason why they're up at all hours before I'm i start up at all hours there okay so the point no here is that I, your perception check i don't have do not have disadvantage anymore <laughs> motherfuckers that's still not great <laughs> <laughs> Also, I 16. go back in. Okay. And I tell them. So, hold on. <laughs> Let me derail this, and I have no idea what I'm going to say. No, no, no. I know what I'm going to say, but if I say the word, does the mending happen? Yes. Okay, so I'm the word has it. to be between me and him. You have it written down, don't you? Yes. You can just show it to us. Be like, don't say this word. <laughs> we have to say that, like, like, there's no reason that anybody say fucking cranberry. So it says, unless the Laura's looking at it, and then she. Oh no, I know what it, it says. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, I know exactly what it says. So. I also know if this plan's gonna work or not. If it doesn't, Nat is gonna be broken because she just mended whatever the fuck she thought was a friendship between her and Copian. Well, I'm not much of a rules lawyer, but sometimes I am, if it benefits me. <laughs> this may or may not be one of she those She thought situations. she meant a friendship, but it was simply just a rope. Or was it... Or maybe not even... Or was it a friendship and not a rope? Or was it either? Well, or was it neither? We might not know. Find out on the next episode of... Dragon Ball Z! <laughs> From um, all right, Copian. With your... What did you say you got? 16? Uh, 16. With your 16... Alright, you're not so bundled up that you can't, like, look around. I imagine you'd move your head. That's why I left the squishy area. Okay. Uh, looking around the room, you see what looks like fog creeping under the door into the room. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, Copian's gotta be super still. <laughs> <laughs> Copian starts, like, making sawing log noises because he doesn't know how to snore. Like, can I hear? Can I hear Copian snore sounds? Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> These are yeah, all sounds I've literally heard people make while snoring. So I imagined it as like a. <laughs> <laughs> That's, what That's what I was thinking. All right. So as you are fake snoring, which sounded like. I've heard real people snore. Well, yeah, because I'm Copian. I can mimic sounds. Then why would you describe it? You know, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> the mist begins to take form. And 
solidify into a creature that doesn't look like this. This is just all I have for the size. Like a Yeti? It is. <laughs> Surprise, motherfucker. Surprise, <laughs> Surprise motherfucker. Yeti, motherfucker. Um, and what you see is a large creature with skin a deep purple. It has horns, almost like a ram's horns, and glowing golden eyes. Kobe has dark vision, right? Huh, this is a great question. Let me look at what, what this says. You do. It's like I know they, they they allowed Kinku to talk. Did they give them dark vision? Uh, I don't see it. I'm trying to see because I know I have it and I don't know. Oh, you know what? Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Let me look at the yeah, weather. Yeah, racial traits. Yeah, I'm looking. I don't see it. Okay, you know, there's only a few clouds in the sky, so there's just enough light coming in the window that you can see it's also wearing a cloak. Not this cloak. But this one I might want. You recognize some of the patterns on the hem and the sleeves of this cloak. Okay. As? The same ones that the cultists wear. Goddamn teeth! It's so far in land, fuck off! <laughs> I have been wanting to steal one of these. Well, this is like quadruple your size. So then we can make one for everybody. <laughs> Vasily, you finally get to wear one. I don't want one. What are you going to do, Copian? I want the burn it. Uh, Copian's still going to pretend to be asleep. Okay. To see what occurs. Because the, the goal is to take have him taken to the mm -hmm. children. So this figure picks you up. Picks you up, not pick you up. And literally starts walking out of the room slowly as to make as little noise as possible. The three of you make me a perception check. And then you make me another one, Copian. Okay. You want? Yeah, you go ahead and tell me yours. 24. Okay. All right. 25. 25. <laughs> Laura? 19. Uh, Nat? That's not ready. 21. Okay. You all do hear the sounds of footsteps, but you can tell. Like, it, it's not, like, obvious. Like, you only heard it because you've been, you started quieting down and, like, really paying attention to any ambient noise, creaks of the house. So you can tell that these are slow, quiet footsteps. And if you hadn't been paying attention for them, you would have missed them. And they walk by the door to the guest room. And they go into um, that main hall there with the big hearth. And the creature walks up to the hearth. Looks down at you. And then you can feel yourself start to shift. And looking at the creature and yourself, you can see the two of you turning to mist. What you can see, aside from that, you can see this creature, yes. Uh, can I try to slide a hand, drop a piece of rope? Well, if you hold the fuck on and let me finish talking. Okay. This creature is wearing pants, no shirt, but it has a, a very thick leather belt on. And it has a pouch made of like rabbit fur hanging off the belt. 
but it looks like it was attached rather hastily. So, you can do one of two things. You can do a slide, and either one's gonna be a slide of hand. Drop a piece of rope, or cut slash quickly untie its own pouch. Um, this just looks like a regular pouch, but it looks like it was made of rabbit. Mm -hmm. But it's, pelt. this is the only pouch this thing has. So every belonging it has would be in this pouch. Okay. Copian seeing this says in his head, um, wow, Matt's plan would be really good, but, um, this might be useful. And he would like to try to remove the pouch from them. <laughs> Which way are you trying to untie it quickly or just trying yeah. stealthily cut it off? Um, uh, trying to think of the best way to do this because now Copian, Copian would definitely just try to cut it off as he sees we're trying, we're turning into mist. Okay. Make a sleight of hand check. Oh, I'm about to get stabbed. Do you, do you have inspiration? I have all the inspiration. He's got inspiration and he has three cardic inspiration cards. Oh. Well, that one doesn't count. It was off the board. Oh, that's fucking bullshit, but alright, I'll allow it this one time. Because it was still on a table. That's worse. <laughs> oh, see? You fucking dumb dumb. Okay, well in that case. Using your inspiration, use my inspiration. first. Go to the right page, you dumb fuck. You know, you can just roll a dice and, and Remove it later. later. That, that's worse, sir. Oh my god. What, what, hold on, what was it? That was a four. A four? Okay, <coughs> we got your cardiac inspirations here. What's this do? So Plus seven. Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. And you said slide the hand? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm comfortable with that. Because that is... Uh, Eighteen? Eighteen? Right as you finish turning to mist and going up the chimney, <laughs> you hear the soft. Oh, that, that was, was not soft. Hitting the ground. Yes. It had to be loud enough for people to hear it at home. Yeah. Copian says in his head, fuck yeah. Oh, for those that didn't hear me, fuck yeah. <laughs> Yo, I rolled a six, which would have been uh, a 13. I rolled a five, <laughs> and I rolled a four. What is up with this? So, you stay missed mm -hmm. for a moment, and you go over the house and land onto the porch. And as you do, you rematerialize. And the creature looks around and takes flight. Mm. Would you say he misty-stepped? No. no. Come on, that was funny. It was, it was funny. funny, but not the right spell. Yeah. And um, you can make me a survival check to mm -hmm. figure out what direction you're heading. Okay. I'd also like to uh, uh, drop some um, rope periodically. If You can make me ro roll checks okay. if you want. No, I'll just let that happen. You just got to tell me how many times you're going to drop rope. I have... Uh, 44 pieces. 44 feet of rope so every i would say like i would keep the one that's tied to me obviously and then like every five i don't know how long we're gonna be traveling so i would say like every um let's say three minutes i'll drop a piece okay uh would we say that 
Oh, how fast is three minutes of flight travel? I was I was just about to ask. Would we say that if if something's flight speed is the same as its walking speed, I could use the same exact rules for walking distance as I can. I can yeah. just use yeah yeah three minutes. So you're going a good number of miles. Yeah. Okay. Well, in that case, I didn't I didn't consider that as a, a yeah, speed of travel. Yeah. yeah. You want to say, like, what, every discernible mile, half mile? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say, like, um, um, as the, as the, whatever the, the surroundings are changing. So as we leave town, as oh, we... Oh, they're not. Because you're high enough that you can see in the direction you're traveling. As far as the eye can see, woods. Mm. Can I? Then, then, yeah. Uh, uh, let's just say... I would drop every, I don't know, half mile until I get to the last bit and hold on to it. Okay. I will tell you, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to do the math real quick and tell you exactly how many pieces you're about to drop. How many pieces do you have? Uh, 44. You have 44? You have 10 left. Okay. Okay. And did you roll uh, your My uh, survival? survival? It's uh, a 21. You're heading mm -hmm. southwest. Okay. You just went almost 70 miles. Yeah. No, because he's dropping every half mile. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, you're right, still. I'm not that good at math. 17. There we go. 17 miles. Nat, you had something? I was going to say, with Copian being... the. I feel like with a kind of a tracker like he would. Copian's no tracker. I know it's already done and it's already been said, but I feel like Copian would have dropped like the first, like the first five minutes, he would have dropped more to build that breadcrumb trail. Oh yeah, definitely as we left. Okay, as we left town specifically, right, so that they know which direction we're. We're heading in. I don't. I didn't specify, and that's up to you how you want. So, to so I'll say this. That being the case, if he would have been building the breadcrumb trail, yeah, he would have been dropping them much faster until he realized we're going a lot longer. Yes, he would get there with no pieces left in his pocket. Okay, other than the one. He's other than the one. Other I was than the one he's yes, wearing. other than the one he's wearing, he would have had to drop all of them because it would have taken him a minute to realize, like, oh fuck. Like, we're not stopping anytime soon for him to increase it to, like, that half mile. Yeah. No, I'm comfortable with that because that makes sense. Okay. Um, yeah, 21 survival check, southwest. Okay. Yeah, I think I have everything now. Okay. All right. What are the three of you doing? Hmm. I'm trying to just... Oh, before you, before you say that... Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, let's let Kobe go real quick. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Kobe. Kobe fucking flew. Kobe yeah! flew! So, I'm going to say this, because that actually kind of segues into my whole thing. Oh, uh, fuck all of you. Because there is no map made for your destination as of yet. Because I haven't drawn it yet. Because <laughs> I was not prepared for you to be there for, like, another session. Um, yeah, so, cool. We're going we're gonna to fucking roll with that. I hate all of you. You got this. <laughs> You made him draw all that stuff and we didn't even do anything. <laughs> <coughs>
We'll probably I, use I the same exact map. I'll just erase all the, the furniture. Makes sense. Add a couple of them. I'm about rooms. to say, I didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> I didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> Alright, what are the three of you doing? Did we notice the fog, or was it just under... Jury's we didn't door. notice it as it was walking by, we didn't notice... No. Okay. Did we hear the sound of them mystify, or... No. Going back, did we hear the sound of... The front porch is up here, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's, yeah, the, that's the front porch. porch. Okay. Yeah, but did we hear, like, the wood creaking underneath the weight, or did we hear the sound of the wings beating as it took off? No, there were no wings. It just kind of floated? Yeah, Peter panned that shit. Yeah. Oh. I was gonna, I was gonna say more of, um, it, you know, uh, Lost Boys to that shit, but whatever. Fuck uh, me, right? Either one. Uh, Basili? <laughs> I don't know if you want me to make an intelligence roll, survival check, or whatever. I'm trying to discern what a good time frame would be to get a move on after we know we hear no more sounds. My guess would be like five minutes off of Tim's head, but I don't know if Vasily would have a better... It has been six minutes since you heard footsteps. Okay. So, I just say in a whispered tone, like, <coughs> or, Sorry, for listeners, I think we should go check. Nat takes her one foot piece of rope out. It's now wrapped with, with her hands as small as they are. It's wrapped around double and I've got it tied. So it obviously like this would be a thing like if I if I shaped then it would it would probably break. It would probably break. You, I can hold on to that if you'd like. So that you can be free to shape later on. Or I could. Or she could. I. I cut it in half, and I give each of you a piece. Okay. All right. What are you guys doing? We're gonna go check in the room. Laura wants to peek her head in. It's gone. Empty. You can see that the the sheets are messed up. That you know. Copium was pulled from the bed. Very unceremoniously. Um. It's cold in the room. Is there anything that's frozen in there? Um, there is a slight bit of frost on, like, part of the the bed linens. Vasily? Um, I, I say to them, go see if you can find any hints, any rope. I'll be just a moment. And then I go to the mayor's room. And I don't know if you want to make a stealth check or whatever, but I'm going to enter in and just try to very softly, quietly wake the mayor so I'm not waking the kid or his wife. Now you don't have to make a stealth roll for this. Okay. I mean, that's, 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 okay. So that's I, I do that. a consequential thing at this moment. So I just wake him very softly and say, your son is safe for now. Copium was taken. We're going to go see if we can track him down. Rest well. Just so he knows what's going on. And then I grab Roska and meet up with them. Okay. okay. I was going to ask if you were going to take her or leave her. No, no. She's coming with. Topian? Quickly, I would just like some insight into the, the mayor's uh, thought processes at this point about Copian, knowing all that shit he was talking originally. All right. What are you three doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not providing you, sucker. I, I asked them to search, but I went to go do that. I have. I'm so sorry to do this. My, my little brain over here is just thinking and thinking and thinking. Does that mean that little non-Yeti 
guy. Wouldn't touch the flowers that were outside in the hallway in that other house. Does it really like the flowers? Because my thought is like, what it touched uh, is what's like frosted. I think it's just whatever it gets super close to. Or maybe. But that it, was in the hallway. Or maybe, maybe it, it really by. liked the flowers. Just, I was just, that was my question was, did it just like the flowers and it touched the flowers? It's and it was like, like pretty. Yeah, okay, yeah, cool. It just like the flowers. Cool. Okay. Sorry. That's um, okay. <laughs> Nat is going to follow the path that she heard the footsteps go. Well, I mean, you, you, it's not really following a path. I mean, you, you heard them going to the, the, the big room of the house. Okay. So I go out there. Okay. There's <laughs> nothing that you can discern right off the bat out of place. Cause you know, you walk in and everything looks exactly the same. Okay. Can I make an investigation check to see if they're like, I know I'm not going to potentially see any footprints unless there was any dust. Let's just cut to the chase. You want to make an investigation check to see if you see the pouch? Well, no, I was actually like, we, we went into the room. We saw the frosting on the bed. I was looking to see if there was any claw marks from the last time. We you know, noted the frosting on the, the covers, but I was looking to see if there was like any other. Make your investigation frosting. check. Thank you. I'm not just looking for the pouch. I'm not trying to be a metagamer here. Damn. Well, it's not. That's not metagaming, because you all heard me say it. So you know that, like, that logically the next step. You're just trying to think of a way to say it without saying you're looking for the pouch. Yeah, that's the whole point this of not metagaming. This dice is rolling great for me. That is three eighteens in a row that I rolled yeah, you on see this the pouch dice. The fireplace. That's now. That's without my plus. So, okay. So I grab it and I immediately run back to YouTube and I hold it in your face. And I, I just nod and like motion, let's take this outside so we're not like, we can talk at a normal volume without waking everyone up. Okay, and I run out the front door. Okay, <laughs> all right. So. Yeah. When we get out there. my thighs. <laughs> I did legs yesterday. When, when we get outside is, because this, this would be many, is, the 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 rope the first rope piece because I went to go out to the thing so we could talk normally is it where would you drop the first rope piece and you don't have to say on the porch just because you know that's the no 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 I would have I wouldn't have dropped it until I knew which direction we're heading so I would say like um as as we as we're taking flight okay so you you don't yet see a piece of rope okay that's fine so we'll look into this pouch then I guess are you gonna open the pouch. Yeah, I, I I look in, pull the string, like hold it open, like. All right, inside you see some coins. Um. And a small, rough, amethyst gemstone. And I like I will dump it out in my hand, like. Well, so as you dump it out, some of those coins just fall out of your hand on the ground. And I, I, I hold. I see Jordan up. over there, like. Good morning! <laughs> I, I hold up the gemstone and I, like, as I'm doing it, I, and the, I hand you the pouch and I, I pick up the coins. Like, it doesn't matter how much, how much it is. I put it in, like, my vest pocket or my coin pouch. Because, like, here, here, uh, do I recognize that this is rabbit fur because of the rabbit that we killed previously? Well, yeah. Okay. Because, like, rabbit fur would be a very common thing to make like pouches out of. Here, 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 here. So I take it, give it a quick little gander, and then I hand it to Alora, who seems interested in it. it and I, it's a nice, nice pouch. 
Oh, I'm looking at rock. The amethyst. Oh, I, I gave you both. I, yeah, I handed the the amethyst and the pouch to them. Okay. So, and I I handed both to her. Um. So I could start looking. On the amethyst, you can see that it's carved with runes. Oh. It's interesting. Laura wants to sense if there's any kind of magic-y stuff. Make an arcana check. 16? 16. All right. So, what that is going to tell you, it's an incredibly intricate version of a gem of location. Oh. Which, you know, gems of location are basically... A miniature find the path spells to a predetermined location, but this one is a lot stronger than a regular gym of location. Like almost to the point of without this, you're probably not getting where you're trying to go. So, Alora, being all smartical and knowing this now, she's gonna look at. Uh, Facilia and that and say <clears throat> I I think we need to use this to find Copian. But uh, we have the But we can do both. You see all these little fancy symbols on it? Um That looks I don't know what to do with it. Maybe if I blow on it. <laughs> Delora picks it up and brings it to her face and kind of blows hot air not <clears throat> Tries to see if that makes it light up. Perhaps I'm the one you would use it like you would activate some of those spells you've been casting. <laughs> hey! Hey! This is a 16-year-old oh, girl I know. who has you, never... <laughs> I know! Go ahead. Go to your inventory. <laughs> yeah. Add gym of location. Okay. Go ahead and tune to it. Okay. <laughs> Nat, why don't let her see if she can get that activating. I'll take a look around to see if I can find any of those rope pieces. I'm, I'm, I'm going with you. Okay. Okay, so while she's playing with the stone, the two of you go ahead and make me um, survival checks. Oh, heck yeah. Alright, that's great. It's nearly perfect for me. It's a 25. Yes, you find the fucking first piece of rope. Yay! Nice. You also see it. You see it just a second after he does. Cool. <laughs> Can I? And I, I, I tuck that one back where, back where I had the first one. Okay. Okay. So I make a mental note. Come back around to the porch to check on Alora and let her know we found some rope, and then I'm gonna use that to kind of try to get a bearing to see if I can find where the other ones are. Okay. After that, and let her know as well. So, are you waiting for them on the porch, or are you just gonna head in the direction they walked off? I'll probably just head in that direction. Oh, okay. You know exactly the path to take, like 100. percent Alora has been waiting this whole moment. <laughs> Her whole life for this one. She has been waiting for so long. Also, if you had one chance, <laughs> one opportunity. And what she does is she walks Did up to them. Did your mom ever make spaghetti? No. You are wearing a sweater. <laughs> My mom definitely did not make spaghetti. All right, so there's no bottom line. She made uh, already. Spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> she made. She made. She made some other stuff. 
We were talking about your real mom or Laura's mom? Laura's mom. I'm talking about Laura's mom. Yeah, Laura's mom ate a Laura. Oh, that was wholesome. Crack cocaine? What? God, I think she wishes. With the help of some mean stuff. Um, so, Alora, she knows in her brain, but she doesn't understand that the reason that she knows is because of the gem. So, <laughs> Alora's like, I'm a fucking smart compartment, motherfuckers. <laughs> so, what she's gonna do is she's gonna stick her nose up in the air and go, This way. <laughs> and she scampers off. Okay, and just start scampering off after. Yeah. Hey, um, so like the music from like Lord of the Rings and stuff, that's not open source, is it? Absolutely not. All of that music was created specifically for that movie. That's how sound design works. So do not put the Riders of Rohan <laughs> right there. I will not do that, but you know, if a listener were to imagine such a song to, if a listener to were fit here, into bum, it. Bum, bum, bum. And they yeah. know the rest in their brain. Go for it. Yeah, that, I mean that. That in theory could be a good potentially. No, I'm just saying. You if you know, if one were to do something similar to that, of but course, I'm not saying. But imagine, except for running through hills and rocks, is through a forest. Oh yeah, because you're not in a very hilly part of a lot of the hilly areas of Craywin. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we just get off scampering after her, trying to keep an eye out for uh, rope. So, I made a mistake when uh, when I opened up all my tabs for this, and I instead of opening the weather calendar, I actually opened the random tables document. And I was like, well, fuck, I'll just open the, the weather calendar and just leave this up. I'm glad I did, because now I'm going to have to use it. <coughs> Copian. Yes. What you see after a 17-mile flight, you see a very tiny shack. You, and you could also smell the ocean. Copian has arrived at the love shack. <laughs> yes. How long, like this would be for you and him obviously, but how, like, how long would it have taken them to get to their location? Pretend time and pretend numbers. Cool, okay. I mean you could calculate if you wanted it to. Oh I could. Okay. I'm not going to. And you know what? Um, <coughs> Honestly, it wouldn't quite be daylight if I did the actual calculations. It will be by the time you guys get there. Yeah. Um, but I'm also still going to say it's not as early in the morning as it should be. Okay. So, I mean, there will probably be some listener that makes a comment on this. Like, well, I mean, <laughs> it would actually be around this time. I'm like, yeah, cool. But it's Numbers. Yeah. Well, maybe plane no, because I'm not even going to give a time. Pla- well, plane shifting, you know, it, it, it messes with time and the speed of travel, you could say. There was no plane shifting. Shh. Your shh. whole theory was fucking wrong. Well, uh, shh. But the listeners don't have to know that. I'm pretty sure everybody knew that yeah, pretty yeah, quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's the rest? Um, all right, so copium. Yes. Small shack. Yeah, you smell see sea us. salt. Yeah. You smell the ocean. Um... And you begin to turn to gas again. And you go down into the chimney that looks destroyed. And you come out into a room that is bigger than the shack. Okay. I'm no longer a vapor, but I'm still being held by a monster. (laughs) Yes. 
the bugaboo carries you over to a corner of the room. And as he begins walking, you hear soft crying. And he sets you down next to all of the missing children. Okay, okay. All right, going back to you kids in the woods. All right. Um, just keeping an eye, do you need me to make a survival check for, you know, catching on and finding this rope? Um, yes, go ahead and make me a survival check. I'm going to continue to count, because I know that I have... 21. Oh, okay. I was going to say... 42 more pieces. Okay, yep. What did you roll? You said 21? 21. All right, so after, um... So I... It's not even after that very that long, because you're still in that beginning stage of Kobe and dropping rope. You find another piece not far from where you just found it. Okay. And then we'll say you find the next eight pieces okay. pretty easily. So we definitely have a bearing. As you start heading southwest and you enter in to the darks of the forest, which everybody knows, this late at night, don't go into the woods in Craylin. You have been listening to Hunt for the Tempest, a D&D podcast for the immature adult listener, with myself, Tim, as Vasily, Christina as Alora, Jordan as Copian, Brittany as Natari, and of course, our disappointed DM. Intro and outro music is Taboo by Arcane Link in the description below. Tune in next episode as we continue to track down Copian, the Bugaboo, and the Missing Children. We ready ourselves for what is sure to be a harrowing fight. Thank you for your continued listening and support. We'll catch you all then.